0: Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I created Data Mesh Radio to be a resource for Data Mesh practitioners the world over. This is a weekly summary episode where I share a bit about the upcoming week's episodes and give you an extended summary for any interviews or panels that will be released during that week. It's designed to help you decide what episodes you might want to spend the full time to listen to as interview episodes and panels are typically more than one hour long. In general, if you were running up against any challenges with data mesh, I'm here to help. I started a company around doing just that data mesh understanding. So get in touch if I can be of help. Check out our free community programs and things like that as well. Weekly episode summaries and programming notes for the week of November 19th, 2023. Happy Turkey Day or, and Awful Shopping Day week for all those folks out there in the U.S. I know many of you all are still in kind of that annual planning, budgeting hell, so please at least go do something that will make you laugh or happy this week. Maybe listen to your favorite album or watch your favorite movie. Maybe call that friend you haven't caught up with in a while. You know, take a mental break from the stress. I know. We're hoping with Data Mesh that we can stop being quite so super, super long-term plans and test and learn and iterate, but I know that's not the way most organizations really work at the top. So what's on tap for this week? On Monday, we have episode 270, Sustainable Data Transformation to Drive Towards Data Mesh, RBI's Journey So Far, which is an interview with Stefan Zima. If you haven't noticed, transformation just keeps coming up in a lot of episodes, You know, we had Betty Benford, we had Ayuya's episode last week, and there's actually a panel in three weeks on it too. Um, And then uh, the other panelist on there, Nelly, has an episode that'll come out in uh, late December, early January. So from this specific episode, what you'll learn is a lot of the problems RBI ran into while getting started with data mesh. There's a lot of practical advice and how to approach many aspects of your journey, especially around doing actually sustainable transformation. It's not the rosy picture of, oh, we got it all right perfectly at the start. And hint, a lot of it's about communication and partnering with people. Uh, Surprise, surprise, that's what works when it comes to uh, transformation. On Friday, we've got episode 271, the importance of repeatability of language to scalability, Mesh Musings 56. So this is something I've been trying to, to figure out how to talk about because I don't have the perfect language, but we need repeatability of language. And I know there's some irony there, but we can't only look to kind of automate or standardize the, the machines and the way that they do things, but many concepts around data to make it, we need to, to do that towards them to make it scalable and repeatable to just do data work. So here's some key points. You know, there are places where nuance adds value. Many times explicit definitions around data aspects like things of data quality or even SRE metrics like uptime and query performance are not places where nuance adds value. This doesn't mean use uh, standard SLAs that you should, you know, use instead standardized ways to measure against those SLAs you just you need to create ways that people can easily say okay i'm just going to measure against my data product instead of every data product having a completely different way to measure provide a simple way for producers to apply these scalable approaches the platform should measure data quality metrics for example uh, you know, data consumers data producers are both having a hard enough time in general learning how to leverage data better so find places to make it about Learning and, and sharing the information that's encapsulated in the data product, not learning a new set of SLAs for each data product or creating a new set of SLAs, uh, or I guess maybe new set of measurements around SLAs for each data product. And consumers are going to thank you, too, since this is going to make their lives easier. With that, you should see more of an uptick in usage if it makes their lives easier to actually use this data. So, with that, on to the extended summary for Stefan's episode. Ended Summary for Episode 270, Sustainable Data Transformation to Drive Towards Data Mesh, RBI's Journey So Far. An interview with Stefan Zima. So in this episode, I interviewed Stefan, who's the data transformation lead at RBI, or Ruffison Bank International. To be clear, though, he was only representing his own views on the episode. So Stefan started with a bit about his background and his current focus. From having worked in data and transformation, the current transformation needs data and digital in general, for many organizations are accelerating. There is a need to move towards more modern platforms and a self-service orientation, of course, but the organizational change, especially around mindset, cannot be overlooked. As for why the banking industry is embracing data mesh and being data-driven, Stefan mentioned that over the last five years or so, there have been many major industry challenges in banking. One aspect is the rise of fintechs you know these online only banks that are built from day one with data in mind so to stay competitive more traditional banks need to be able to move extremely quickly and the best maybe even the only way to do that intelligently is with data you know you can do it uh very very quickly but just making kind of guesses and things but the only way to do it kind of really in a guided way is with data another aspect is simply the domains are getting more and more capable Around leveraging information to gain competitive advantages. So, they need to feed that with quality data to win in the market. When the bank started to see more and more friction, such as more pushback from the data protection officers to comply with ever advancing and increasing regulation, Stefan and team realized they needed a new approach. Instead of trying to make improvements to the existing processes that were just not scaling, There needed to be new ways to get things done instead of relying on existing kind of bottleneck creating interdependencies. That's part of what led them to data mesh. Taking points of friction and shifting them left and reducing handovers meant faster time to market with new information and use cases. Stefan talked about how many people in transformation and data push too far too fast with their vision. When people are stuck in their day-to-day Getting them to imagine the company that could be in five years is at best inspiring, but often not. And it certainly doesn't help them today. Help them connect kind of that bigger vision of that data-driven future to what you will do for them now. What is the impact that's going to happen now as they get better and better? Don't expect people's mindsets to shift overnight. Relative to transformation, Stefan discussed how important internal communications is. There's, of course, the messaging to drive understanding, but also the communication by the leaders to show support. If you lack visibility of your top-down support, it's much harder to get people to take your efforts, you know, data mesh or otherwise. Seriously, you need those people constantly talking about what we're doing with data and why this is important. You know, you don't have to throw out data mesh as the, the wording, but... You need them to be talking about it because otherwise people are going to go, and eh, this thing's really not that much of a priority, whatever. So at RBI, Stefan noted that they are through their data mesh POC phase. They were able to prove out significant value to upper management and get upper management to further buy in that they should be really going down this path. With that buy in, there was more communication internally, getting more and more people aligned that data mesh was the way forward. But of course, data mesh is in some ways just a label and approach. It's not the point. You know, Scott note here, I, I keep getting really frustrated by people that think data mesh is the point instead of an enabler to us being able to actually be quick and nimble when it comes to data and, and have like strong ownership and actually be able to trust and rely on data and, and do all of that. So Stefan talked about what can we take from agile transformation and successful business transformation in general to use for data, data mesh transformation? Big focus in agile is on communication and transparency. When people feel informed and heard, they're far more likely to buy in. Humans struggle with uncertainty. When it comes to data mesh, there will be all kinds of new roles and responsibilities, so you need strong communication to keep people informed and not feeling lost even if that is about trying something and seeing if it works, that honesty and transparency will have far more people leaning in than trying to issue kind of proclamations. And of course, be ready for some politically driven issues because we are changing the way people operate. The ever-present what is a data product conversation also happened at RBI, according to Steph. And it was important to define it in their own world. Every organization has their own needs, understandings, and requirements or restrictions. That will mean data products look slightly different, or maybe even more significantly different. Specifically for RBI, a dashboard isn't a data product, but it is a business product, meaning there is still a clear ownership model and product thinking and things like that. They also focused a lot on automation and risk assessment and mitigation. In a heavily regulated industry, risk is always a crucial factor. When it comes to working with the data protection officers, it's important to make it safe and worthwhile for them to say yes, when saying no is easy and prevents any risk from being taken. So you have to give them the ability to lean in. Stefan then went into a bit about where RBI is headed around self-service and why that's so crucial to the company's data mesh ambitions. For him, self-service is far more than just giving people access to data. Yes, you need a platform, but you need upskilling and data literacy, an understanding of compliance, an understanding of your overall data ecosystem, and an understanding of the tooling and processes. You also need to build a platform that can be leveraged by non-experts. This keeps coming up a lot. You need to make it easy for the general populace of your organization to actually consume, understand, and then even produce data. Hopefully it sounds like some awesome episodes for you coming up this week. As a reminder, feel free to get in touch if I might be useful in your data mesh journey, helping quite a few organizations and introducing people to each other, plus doing some roundtables. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week. Now on to that fun, funky little outro music.